hope of the long summer all hit her at once. Her bones sagged, and her brain couldn't grab onto any ideas. The muscles that held her bones in working order ached, but not a hurting ache, kind of a contented throb. Dicey yawned again. She guessed she'd better get to bed, but she guessed she knew why she didn't want to. This happiness blew through her like wind, buoyed her up like water, and she wanted to float along on it. But the summer had worn her out, like it had worn out her sneakers. And tomorrow she'd have to start school. But on the weekend, she'd get the boat into the water and learn how to sail it. The long summer stretched behind them. They'd made it through, made it home. Chapter One And they lived happily ever after. Not the Tillermans, Dicey thought. That wasn't the way things went for the Tillermans, ever. She wasn't about to let that get her down. She couldn't let it get her down. That was what had happened to Mama. Dicey lay on her back under the wide-branched paper mulberry tree. She opened her eyes and looked up. The paper mulberry had broad leaves that made a pool of shade in which she lay. Thick roots spread around her, making a kind of chair for her to lean on. She wore only shorts in the hot midday air. Her arms and chest were spattered and streaked with red paint, and the barn was completely painted, top to bottom, all four sides, patched and painted and looking good. The paint and sweat were drying on Dicey's body. She could hear the buzzing of insects and nothing else. For once she was alone, but she knew where everybody was. Graham had taken James downtown in the motorboat. Graham was going to get groceries, and James was going to the library to find some books for Dicey, on repairing and maintaining wooden boats. Maybeth was up in her room, doing some of the many extra assignments her teacher gave her, so she could catch up with the rest of the third graders and not be kept back again. Sammy was out back, on the other side of the old farmhouse, spading up fallow land to increase the size of the vegetable garden. Graham had said right off that they would have to do more planting next spring than she'd done for years with four more people to feed. Dicey suspected that Graham hadn't been sure how the children would feel about the work. Well, Graham would learn about them, and they would learn about Graham. There would be some surprises for everyone, Dicey guessed. She knew Graham had already been surprised at Dicey's reaction when her sailboat, the one she had hoped over and dreamed over, sank into the shallow water by Graham's dock. Even James was surprised by how calm she stayed, maybe because he had seen Dicey's face as they hauled it down the quarter-mile path through the marsh, seen her strain and pull and check to be sure the wheels they'd removed from a wagon and fixed to the legs of the sawhorse cradle didn't fall off, seen how much it mattered to her. Dicey had watched the water pouring in through the leaks where the boards had shrunk apart with all those years of drying out. She had watched, they had all stood and watched, as the little boat filled up with water, and settled quietly down onto the sandy bottom of the Chesapeake Bay. 
I should have remembered, Graham had said. I knew if only I remembered. You can't sail on that, Sammy declared. Dicey had stared down at the chipped paint on the gunwales of the boat, which still showed above the water. The boat was her lucky charm, her rabbit's foot, her horseshoe, her pot of gold. It was the prize she'd set for herself for leading them from nowhere to somewhere. Okay, she said to herself, thinking about what needed to be done. They'd have to bail it out before they could get it out of the water. They'd have to take it back to the barn. She told James to find something to bail with. They'd have to slide the cradle back into the water. It would probably take all four children to do that. You don't rest a minute, do you? Graham had said. Dicey shook her head. She had already gotten used to her grandmother's way of asking.